Well, hello, America, and welcome to the Robin Walters Show here broadcasting on Red Sky Radio. So much to fit in, but I I am going to start with an apology today, Um, a big one, as it relates to communicating with people. I have made a big mistake, and I was messed up uh, on my instructions for our Rumble users. Our, we had gotten several questions and complaints and what are we doing wrong and they could get some Rumble shows and not other Rumble shows and some Rumble shows were coming in two and three days late. I messed it up. I own this one. It is on me. I was giving bad information. I didn't have bad intel. My tech guy, I think, was correct. I just messed it up. And so I'm sorry if I confuse people, but the instructions I was giving, uh, people could get to the program, some of the programs, not all of them, and not in order, and not in any timely fashion either. So I humbly apologize, and I do mean that. And now I want to tell you how to get to Rumble, and I, and I want you to take note of this because I think the day is coming and coming quickly. When Amazon won't have me, Apple won't have me, Google won't have me, and Rumble still will. Rumble is really kind of the, um, what would I say, kind of the conservative dissident podcast forum that exists out there for guys like me and, and others that are just going to get kicked off because we dare to tell the truth, which is not convenient for the left. It violates the standards of this regime's ministry of truth. Of course, quoting uh, from George Orwell's 1984, the ministry of truth did nothing but issue propaganda and lies. In fact, every ministry in 1984, if you haven't read it, you should read it. Uh, It should be read to call it 2024, 2022, because that's kind of where we are. People who like to use Rumble want to use Rumble, and I hope ultimately everyone getting a podcast uses Rumble. There's two ways, easy and easier. And I'm going to give you the easy, and that is when you go on rumble.com, up at the top on the left it says videos. If you just click on that, there's only one alternative, and it's channels. So click on channels. And then in the search bar, just type in Robin Walters Show. And it doesn't matter whether it's all one word or whether it's separated. It does not make a difference. You will get it that way. That's easy, and I'm going to get to easier in a minute. Where I was screwing it up, and I was, there are two things. There are video and there are channels. Well, Rumble is dominantly videos. I mean like 95% or more. There are a few programs that are just a channel, a non-video. I am not doing video. I get requests for that. It's In my world, it's just one more stinking thing to go wrong. 
I don't want the message to get lost in a technical morass of incompetence, which is what I am. So that's one way to get it. The easier way now, the easiest way is to just go in and type in rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Robin Walter Show. I'll give it to you again. It's just rumble.com forward slash user forward slash Robin Walter Show. It doesn't matter whether it's uppercase or lowercase. It's obviously all one word in that situation. And then if you like it, if, you, if you're a participant, you can, I mean a participant, I don't think you have to be a subscriber. You just hit, click it in your favorites. And when I, when my tech guy advised me on that, where I was messing up, I looked, oh my gosh, I had the program in three seconds. It was that easy. I apologize. Sorry, I'm taking so long to get to this, but it's important because that is the medium by which most of us who do not tow the politically correct line are having to go. And increasingly so because We'll get bounced off. Hey, just a little bit of good news coming out of Florida. In addition to uh, congratulating Ron DeSantis and his fabulous victory, the Florida Medical Boards, the Florida Board of Medicine and the Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine have approved a new rule last Friday that bans puberty blockers, bans cross-sex hormones, and bans transgender surgeries for minors. No wonder Ron DeSantis calls Florida the blueprint for America's future, if they'll get with it. I mean, it's just fabulous what that state is doing. I see why he won like he did. He frankly almost matched Gavin Newsom's spread, uh, win-loss, I mean, uh, you know, pro-con breakdown of the votes. Pretty close. That's amazing. So it uh, tells you, you know, what's going to happen here. And I got more about last week in my comments here in just a few minutes, but I want to tidy up a couple of things. One other thing in particular regarding the election, because we're going to get to the bottom of uh, where this country's going. The name of this program is uh, America's Attempted Suicide, or Amer- I don't know, something like that. And I've exactly given it a title. But um, is is America attempting suicide? Uh, The GOP in this election, notwithstanding the fact that lost the Senate, screwed it up. I don't I don't want to go back and hash that again and barely, barely squeaked and eked out a majority in the House. So Nancy Pelosi is fired, who she's now announced that she's not going to run for reelection, probably wouldn't win anyway to be the Senate minority leader. See, when you're. When it's good to be queen in her case. When you're in charge of everything, they love it. But when they have to take a second-place position, all of a sudden, eh, it's all beneath them. And maybe that uh, that's one octogenarian that needs to call it quits. But anyway, the GOP did make huge gains among blacks and Hispanic voters. Trump started it, no question about it, in 2016. He extended it in 2020, and it is continuing. Now, for 15 years, yes, 15 years, and in two weeks, i just throw this in, Red Sky Radio and the Robin Walter Show, will, we will celebrate the 17th 
year on the air in just a couple of weeks on December 5th. Anyway, for 15 of those 17 years, I have said over and over, as in ad nauseum, that the future of the Republican Party, if there is a future, and more importantly, the future of the United States is going to rest in the hands of godly, articulate, conservative, black and Hispanic voters. And the younger, the better. That prayer, not being fulfilled as fast as I would like, is actually in process. And I've got to give an enormous, enormous thank you to Donald Trump for that occurring. And it scares the willies, whatever the willies are, it's, it's, it's scaring the willies out of the Democrats because they've had, they, the, the blacks and Hispanics have been on the plantation for eons, for decades, actually well over a century. And we're going to get into a little bit later whether the Republicans are the new Whig party in this country. But this is fabulous news. It just really is. I mean, Trump got 12% of the black vote. That wasn't a lot. But it was almost twice as much as Mitt Romney, fake Republican conservative that he is. Trump got 32% of the Hispanic votes. A huge uptick from Romney and McCain, both fake Republicans. Well, that's good news. All right. I want to recap a few things from last week and, and kind of dive into a little bit deeper on the Trump analysis as well as his speech the other night that he announced that he was running for presidency. You know from last week I hit him hard and he deserved it. Uh, whether uh, whether he cost elections or helped elections, is hard. who knows? You don't have a parallel universe to work in. But there seemed to be some indication that there were people who would have come over to the Independents, even a few Democrats, that might have voted Republican if Trump was not associated with it. And as I made very clear last week and about four weeks, no, six weeks before that, Trump is a modern-day Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, the very powerful man, but his ego got a hold of him. God even said about Nebuchadnezzar, who is not a Christian, he was a pagan, but he said, Nebuchadnezzar is my man. My man, Nebuchadnezzar, is what God said about a pagan, because God can turn the hearts of the kings wherever so he desires. That's what Scripture says. They think they're in charge, but they aren't. There is a providential role that sort of strikes against the Armenian, Armenian uh, perspective of Scripture, and that is everything that happens is a result of free will. That is not true. Is everything predestined, like Calvin said? No, I don't think so. Somewhere in between, there's some kind of mix I don't really understand. But the fact of the matter is, Trump was distinctly used, like a Nebuchadnezzar, like a Cyrus. I made the comparison how the question would be, he's also a, a Jehu, would he... If he doesn't get this nomination or whatever, is he going to turn south and become something that he used to be that we don't like anymore? I mean, he's not even right on the policies. 
But I said last week what I said six weeks ago, if there is a restoration or resurrection of Trump, it will, like Nebuchadnezzar, he will have to be humbled. I made that so clear, and it is true. God has set him up before, but he's not going to let him stay up there if he's consumed with pride and arrogance and goes ego-tripping his way around. That got him where he was, it doesn't keep him in office. God could use it for his purposes. But ultimately, God has got to be glorified in this. But if he would be humbled, number one, and number two, if he is humbled on time, on time, then who knows what will happen. Maybe he will be the candidate. Maybe it'll be Trump DeSantis. Maybe it'll be DeSantis Trump, although I don't think Trump would accept that. Maybe it's Trump and somebody else. Maybe it's DeSantis and somebody else. I just feel like Ron's got to be in there somewhere. He's just doing too great of a job to not be part of it. And he has held his tongue very wisely. Well, on to the speech he gave making his announcement. I, I have to say... I ne- First of all, I never watch speeches. I hate watching speeches. I don't watch the, um, the, the, the annual speech of the president. You know, the, the um, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What you call it? The uh, <laughs> State of the Union. Oh, my gosh. The uh, State of the Union address. I never watch it. Never. I don't want to be interrupted, have my thought process interrupted, swayed by what's going on, who's clapping, the camera shots, blah, blah, blah. But I read every single word of the text. It's just the way I do it. So I don't watch them. I've always read the transcript. But the night of Trump's speech, I made an exception. Because earlier that day, I had an opportunity to enter into a very special and I think fruitful prayer time with one of our faithful listeners uh, to the Robin Walter Show. And it was a very special time. It was for me. I think it was for that listener as well. And it was just earlier that day. I wanted to see if maybe, possibly, their prayers were answered. Well, I don't know what Trump did or said was necessarily the result of that prayer, but maybe that and prayers of others. Because, as you know, on the program, I switched from Trump to DeSantis unless, like Nebuchadnezzar, Trump would truly humble himself. No humility. He's done. It's on and upward with DeSantis. And maybe DeSantis will be the candidate anyway. But I want to tell you, I thought this was the best speech Donald Trump had ever given. He had all the great policies, which he's always had the great policies. Why we've loved him, because he... There was a time we needed a bull in the China shop. And there's a few more China, some more China that needs to be wrecked and smashed, no matter who's doing it. But that's not always the mentality or the demeanor that will govern an indefinite period of time. After all, let me just draw this comparison. Winston Churchill was a great leader during World War II. During the war, after the war, peacetime, nope, not so. It called for a different demeanor, a different personality, a different time, and the time of peace. Trump couldn't have gotten elected in the place of Reagan. Reagan, uh, 
you know, 30, something, 30 years later could not have gotten elected in the place of Trump. Different people, different personalities are needed at different times, and God raises them up and brings them down, just like it says in the Word. But with all the great policies and far, far less pomposity, I guess you'd call it, he gave the speech, subdued, at least relatively speaking, no name-calling, which was really, really refreshing. Nothing about Yunkin, DeSantis. It was just, it was a, a, a mild temperament. No mudslinging except at the Democrats, and they needed even more as far as I was concerned. It was a more gentle form of Trump, but with the same or even greater love of country. You know what I kind of heard from the guy was, Okay, I'm sorry, but I have to do another tour of duty in Iraq for our country. So, sorry, I got to go. I got to leave. That's my duty. It was kind of that kind of a thing. He, he never really got in the weeds. He was even contrite at times. And then he added something that, frankly, had me cheering from the rooftops. And that was, and, and it's something no presidential candidate ever says. Never, because they need Congress. They need the House. They need the Senate. But Trump said it, and doggone it, I give him the credit for saying what would needed to be said. He said, I will lead the charge for a constitutional amendment for congressional term limits. Oh, my gosh. My wife started hollering. I was hollering. This is how do you engage and get the support of a bunch of reps in the House, senators in the Senate, when you tell them that one of the first things you're going to do is get to try to get a constitutional amendment that they have to leave office. This takes guts, but it is needed. Now, I have a confession to make. There is, I don't think there's anybody that has been against term limits longer than I have. I've been against them for 30-some years because I've always said, hey, if the people in San Francisco, the majority of them, are so dumb, so stupid, so immoral, so crude, so crass, so ignorant, so apathetic, that they want to keep electing somebody like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck E. Cheese Schumer in New York, then you get the government you deserve. I mean, a constitutional republic is not made for a bunch of ignorami or people who are detached, people that are indifferent and apathetic, certainly having uh, people who have nothing to do with educating themselves on the issues. But we have no choice. we got to send them packing. Good ones and bad ones all have to leave periodically. I'm thinking a total of six years, three terms for House reps, two terms for senators, 12 for senators, Six for the reps, and they're gone. Get out of town. Now, what would happen? They no longer have to just say all the crapola, which we're going to get to coming from Republicans, to try to get reelected because they're coming to the end anyway. Don't they do and what they need to do and say what they need to say because they got to get out of Dodge. And along with that, we cut their pay in half, cut their perks in half, cut their uh, force them to accept Obamacare instead of the Cadillac program they have. And we'll see who really has a call to duty. Because last week, as you recall, 
I said the Democrats fail all three legs of the biblical electoral stool. The, the, to fear God, to love the truth, and to hate covetousness. They flunk all three. They're sitting on their fanny. But a two-legged stool doesn't hold up either. And the Republicans, they got a bunch of them that may fear God, fewer than they used to be. Ones that love the truth, fewer than they used to be, but way too many that love covetousness. They don't hate covetousness. Two-legged stool doesn't stand up, and this is where the Republicans are failing and failing miserably, which we will get to in a little bit. So has Donald been humbled? Well, that night would seem to say yes, but can he remain in that frame of mind to go the distance? That is an entirely different question. Has he had a change of heart? Has something happened to him in the last week? Did he change right after my prayer time with one of our listeners? <laughs> well, that's the big question. You know, and he rarely used first-person singular. I listen for these things. Most often he was using third-person plural. He didn't say I, he said we. Didn't say me, he said us. Not mine or my, but ours. You get the idea. So, as I said before, can he be can he be humbled? And if so, can he remain in that mindset? And if he does, he may well be the candidate. And if he is, of course, I will vigorously support him. And even if he doesn't and he got the candidacy, the worst, Donald Trump, is a thousand percent better than the very best Democrat. And DeSantis would be a great VP. If he doesn't continue on in that, then he then I think the big hook comes out. And you see, like Nebuchadnezzar, who was on fours, all fours eating grass. That's right. He was on all fours eating grass. These last couple years of this vengeance and vitriol and vindictiveness against Trump has sort of been like his time on all fours eating grass. So does he come out humbled? I think God could raise him up. And Mike Pence, forget it. Pence couldn't light a candle with a blowtorch. So, with all of that, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to support whoever is the candidate. I'm just saying that having said last week what I said, I saw a big difference. And the question is, has he changed or was he tired? Was he feeling a little bit ill? He was subdued. He was much more humble. And he also realizes, because he kept talking about what we must do, our campaign, it's not what I'm going to do, I, 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 and what I, my campaign, and I don't need money, I'll do it on my own money. <clears throat> he was clearly calling for support. And I will give him the prayer support. I will give Ron DeSantis the prayer support. I'm going to be in prayer for whoever God would select. Because I will tell you, we are so close to being close to toast. That's the way that I put with this country. Okay, got to keep moving here. I'm already way behind. Finally, a piece of good news. Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, Article 1, Section 10. He's finally, 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 finally done it. As I mentioned a year and a half ago on the program, 
when the runaway illegal immigration came in, I contacted, and I shared this a couple times on the air, I contacted an influential representative in the Texas House of Representatives. And I said to this party, who shall remain nameless, I said, you have got to, got to get this to Governor Abbott. I can't reach him. I don't have those connections. But you do. And this is what you have to tell him. Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution gives the governor of the state the tools, the necessary uh, authority to do whatever and anything and everything he needs to do to stop an, an invasion coming across that state's borders. And I said that if the Ninth Circuit or the Fifth Circuit or whatever circuit that state's in, if they say, no, you got to come to the court, tell them to go stick it in a pipe and smoke it. The writ of mandamus, forget it. You don't have to listen to them because the, because the Constitution does not demand that the governor go get court approval or anybody's approval. It's based on what the governor believes is necessary to protect the state from an imminent and harmful invasion, which we have been having. I said, use this Constitution, you guys. And Abbott was quiet. Ducey was quiet. It's driving me nuts. Why do I have to tell these guys about what the Constitution says? I mean, it started right after O'Biden was elected or stole the election, however you want to put it. Well, why didn't Abbott act? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, did the problem not get bad enough where he thought that he'd have to go to that extreme measure? Or did he feel that he was too close to re-election and before he went to something that was that extreme, he had to first get re-elected? I don't know. But I want to add something because you're going to hear it what's coming up here. This country has become so grossly immoral, including a large large minority of Republicans that notwithstanding the illegal entry into this country, it is entirely possible that the illegal alien today may be more righteous than the average American. I'm not saying open up the floodgates. No, they got to come in the right way. But how many of these illegals do you really think support queer marriage? Tranny sex change operations, gender mutilation among minors, queer adoptions, abortion, as they have five kids in tow behind them. There's a good chance that on those key cultural issues, they actually are more moral, certainly way more moral than your average Democrat, but increasingly more moral than, sadly, a larger and increasing number of Republicans. Couple more uh, items here on the election. So, lawyers are now pressing Biden's Justice Department to indict Trump now that the midterms are over. There's some lawyers calling for the DOI, which is the Department of Injustice, to indict him just a few hours after the midterm polls closed. Um, despite, you know, that Trump planned uh, to announce that he was running for president. You see, had they demanded that before 
the election. It would have galvanized Trump support and certainly galvanized support for Trump-endorsed candidates who may have had a greater success rate in the election. So the weenies at the DOI, who probably should be charged with the DUI at the DOI, the Department of Injustice decided to wait until after the election to jump, to launch. You know, the interesting thing is they may, um, in all their zeal and their hatred from Trump, wouldn't it be interesting if, perchance, Trump is not the candidate, but they unwittingly paved the way to the heir apparent to give Biden a knockout punch in the form of Ron DeSantis. And now Biden is suggesting that uh, Elon Musk must be investigated as a possible national security threat. Isn't this interesting? Joe no-brains Biden and all of his left-wing Democrats that huddle around him like a pack of rats looking to see what uh, new strain of um, bubonic plague they can spread, considers the exercise of free speech and the First Amendment a national security threat. Why? Well, what was Musk's uh, cardinal sin? He started to encourage uh, people to vote Republican. How about that? Don't go away. We're getting to our topic. Is America committing suicide? The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 8558. Thank you. We are back. This is a Robin Walters show. Interesting. Um, Pennsylvania voters uh, elected another dead Democrat. Uh, Planned Parenthood in Pennsylvania has gotten caught registering dead voters. So this is the this is the interesting thing. The Democrats, and I don't know, I cannot remember. I even researched it. I couldn't find when voters elected a dead Republican. I'm sure it's happened. I couldn't find it. It's only dead Democrats they elect. So does that mean that they're that ignorant? They're that stupid? Are they that disinterested? Are they that uneducated? I think it was Planned Parenthood in Texas. I said Planned Parenthood in Pennsylvania. Planned Parenthood in Texas that got caught registered registering dead voters. So here's the deal. The great irony. You have dead 
Democrats voting for live candidates. And you have live voters voting for dead Democrats. Just uh, contemplate that little thing for a bit. Okay. America, we on a suicide mission. Are we doomed? Or is America committing cultural, national, international suicide as a country? I'm going to start light, and I'm going to pick it up. You may not think that this is important, but I do. Marijuana now is being smoked by more people in the United States than smoke cigarettes. That's right. A recent poll by Gallup showed that 16%, one out of every six Americans, are smoking pot on a regular basis, while only one in ten Americans said that in the last week they had a cigarette. And the, the articles that I have read about this, don't de, they don't deplore this development. They're telling you what stocks you should be buying to get in on the big pot industry. Has no one ever read The Naked Communist? The one where the Communist, uh, the communist Manifesto tells you how, you how they can take over the United States without a shot. It was written decades ago. Encourage divorce. Encourage homosexuality. Destroy everything homosexual. Push the LGBT crap. Push evolution. Push drugs. Get people hooked on drugs. And it's, it's working. It's absolutely working. Next, Senate Democrats are seeking GOP support on the queer marriage bill. Now, that story is a couple days older, old, and I'm going to tell you what happened. It's going to blow you away. So you might say, well, why is this even needed? It's a fair question. Nobody on TV is telling you why the Democrats are pushing to nationalize, make it a federal law that queer marriage is legal when the Supreme Court has already said that states cannot outlaw it. Here is why. What happened with Roe v. Wade? Roe v. Wade we got stuck with because it was a court-mandated order, a change of society, not legislated, but ordered by a court, a left-wing court, ordered it. And what happened when it got reversed? Now the states could do whatever they want. So the abortion activists are all up in arms because they don't get to slaughter their innocent unborn children anymore. It goes back to the states. It's why they're pushing for a federal abortion bill. These Democrats are now concerned that Clarence Thomas and company will do the same thing to the Obergfell decision, which is a decision that the courts made a few years back about mandating the legitimacy of queer marriage. In other words, no state could oppose it. It has to be legal. But what happens if the Supreme Court reversed Obergfeld and said 
No, it is not mandated. It is not a violation of the Constitution to prohibit queer marriage. Of course you can prohibit queer marriage. Then, and this is huge, then the court can proceed to point number two. Did the House and the Senate overstep their legislative authority by passing a queer marriage bill when it is no longer against constitutional authority to prohibit it. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid that the Supreme Court is going to do to queer marriage what it did to abortion. So they're trying to head it off at the pass and hurry up and pass this bill. But if the Supreme Court should take up a bill that, or take up a case, I don't know how it gets there, and they rule that there is nothing constitutional in having to allow queer marriage. Can't force it. You can't prevent a state from um, allowing it, and a state can't be allowed to prevent it constitutionally, but only with a the court. Then it becomes a federal question not a constitutional question, a federal question, whether all these Democrats and now Republicans had the authority to pass this bill because it now would become a state issue like abortion has become a state issue. And the gig is up. And queer marriage gets bounced in some states that have a measure of righteousness. That's why the Democrats are pushing so hard. That's why I say I think this country is toast. At least the Republican Party is, because for the LGBTQRCUVWXYZ federal marriage bill called the Respect for Marriage Act. Give me a few minutes to puke here. Um, I'll be back with you. Well, guess what? 47 Republicans in the House have said they will vote for a federal queer marriage bill. And now 12 Republican senators have gone on the record. They voted for it. 12. It's now with the Democrats that are in office, plus 12 Republicans, there's no filibuster to beat it. These are the scumbag Republicans. Do I say that with all due respect? No, I have no respect for them. They're gutless weenies. And why do I say that? Because the Republicans did not do nearly as well as they were supposed to last week. And because they didn't do as well, all of these Republicans got the heebie-jeebies thinking that they better jump on the Democrat bandwagon and start voting like these guys or they're going to get their tush thrown out of office. Now, you understand why I was cheering Donald Trump's statement that one of the first things he would do would be to initiate a constitutional amendment to eliminate term limits. So if you're in one of these states, listen up, because these are the, these are the, re, the Republican senators that you've got that suck. Roy Blunt of Missouri. Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, Susan Collins of Maine, no surprise there, but Joni Ernst of Iowa, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, are you kidding me? 
Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, well, she's a loser, no surprise there. Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney, no surprise there, because what did the Mormon church just do? I got to tell you, if there's a Mormon listening to this program, you need to dump that stinking church of yours, because that church nationwide just came out in support of queer marriage. That's right. You came out to support the right of these guys to fist each other as the consummation of marriage. I'm not sure you would recognize a Bible in a Christian bookstore. It isn't just the Mormons. I've got something that will blow you away for next week, and that is just mind-boggling. And then Tom Tillis of North Carolina and Todd Young of Indiana. These are Republican senators from red states. They're, they're heading for the hills. No guts. They're bailing because they can't stand the pressure. They just want to get reelected. They don't want to be Republicans. They, just, they want to be Democrats light and go along with the culture. Get on the right side of the culture war so they think, so they can get reelected. They suck. They need to go. As one writer said, today the Senate chose to fuel hostility toward Americans who hold beliefs about marriage rooted in honorable religious or philosophical premises. This bill provides no protection or benefits that same-sex couples don't already share. It's shameful that 62 senators now chose to ignore the Constitution and to sanction discrimination against Christians, which will certainly issue as a result of of making queer marriage a federally federal bill. I mean, it's just... That's why I said uh, about the illegals. Yeah, they're coming in here illegally. But my goodness sakes, they don't support any of this crapola. I mean, I guess, you know what? If somebody uh, had a, the door open to a store... And I just walked into the store, and inside the store they're giving away chocolates. I'd probably take a chocolate. Is that sort of what these illegals will do? I'm not calling what they're saying is right. It's because O'Biden wants them in here. But but the sweetest thing on earth is if these people ever got elected and then bounced the tush of every Republican and Democrat that supports ungodly principles. I think the Republican Party is done, certainly as we know it. I think it's done. In the 1850s, there were two parties, Democrats, which were the party of slavery, always have been, the party of Jim Crow, always have been. The Democrats, Democrats have been the biggest racist this country has ever known. And another party called the Whigs, W-H-I-G-S. The Whigs in the 1850s, leading up to the Civil War, couldn't decide whether they would come down on the side of supporting slavery or coming out against it. The Democrats supported slavery. Slavery was still legal. The Whigs had some good people. But to get elected, did they take the high road of coming out against slavery? No. They compromised. If there were righteous people there, they failed, like it says in Scripture, against uh, against a leader, and that person is like a murky spring or a muddy water. Can't be trusted, ever. So what did they do? They made the election about, guess what? The economy. 
Stupid, to quote Bill Clinton. They could not pick a right decision to ride the horse on on slavery because they were concerned that they wouldn't get elected. Well, the thing is, if you're going to get elected championing the wrong things, why would I want to vote for you? And guess what? Who has heard of the Whigs since then? No one. The party blew up, and from that, on a stand of pure, of righteousness, was actually born the Republican Party and the election of Abraham Lincoln. The Republicans are nothing becoming more and more the 21st century version of the Whigs. And if they got to go by the wayside, if they have to go by the wayside because of what they're doing, then then so be it. I mean, goodness sakes, we got the United States is going over to Qatar. You know, I always called it Qatar, Q-A-T-A-R. I thought they should buy a U if this were, uh, you know, whatever that program is. But no, the World Cup team is going over to Qatar now, and they're going to push pork, which, of course, bothers Muslims, porn, sex toys, and LGBT flags. They're going to push those in Qatar, just like Obama tried to push his queer mentality on Putin at the Olympics in Russia. I don't care if the World Cup team gets thrown in jail for life. Let them sit and rot in Cotter. We are making porn, queer sex, offense to other people's religion, a, a national export. Do you realize that more Muslims voted Republican last week than have ever voted for Republicans before? And why? Why are they coming over to a party that is starting to abandon the very things that were bringing Muslims over. Anti, uh, anti-abortion, i.e. pro-life. We don't want to, we're not into executing innocent children in the womb. Well, the Muslims aren't either. They aren't into queer sex. They're not into sodomy. They aren't into this tranny crapola. They aren't into queer adoption. They aren't into LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ. They toss, they toss those guys off a 10-story building. If you've seen those pictures, they were bringing, they were coming over to the Republican side for righteous moral reasons. The Muslims, actually, from a cultural perspective, embrace a more biblical perspective, obviously, than the Democrats, but increasingly Republicans as well. It is that bad, it is that sad. Well, did abortion play a role in the uh, in the election? Well, there's no question about it that it did. I want wait a minute. You know what? I got to fit something here because I'm going to forget it. Montana, Montana, Montana defeated a bill in the election, constitutional amendment that would have protected children who were born alive from a botched abortion. 
And Democrats made huge gains in state legislators, legislatures. There is a record number of LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ candidates that were elected. Oh, my gosh. Soros brought back prosecutors, won big time, installed in states like Texas, Iowa, and Maine. But did abortion factor in? Yes. 27% of the people said it was the most important issue. It was actually, in over, overall, it was the second thing listed as after the economy as being the most important issue. And states stuck on immorality like California, Michigan, and Vermont have made it constitutionally protected that you can slaughter your children in the womb. Now, why does this spell doom? Well, you know what I'm going to say? I've got to fit something else in here. I just thought of this. You know what the two most dangerous places are for a child today? The two most dangerous places, number one, in their mother's womb, and number two, in a government school. Our children are being destroyed. But so is this country, because here's the deal. Roe v. Wade was horrible, but Roe v. Wade got imposed upon us by a court. But now we as the people are choosing the God of Molech and Ashtoreth to worship. Instilling it into the constitutions and more all the time of various states to make sure not only can we kill innocent unborn children, but we can, we can let those who actually survive the, the, an attempted murder, those that survive murder get to simply die in the hospital, on the birthing table. We've chosen this. And now we have these states. We had the federal government, through 47 Republicans and 12 senators, passing a bill institutionalizing queer marriage. You see, queer marriage was forced on us like abortion was, by a court. It was never the determination of the people. Never. But now it's being, it is being chosen by the people. Queer marriage was forced on us by a court. And now it's being chosen by the people. You see, we as a country have chosen suicide. Can Trump stop it? Trump was never really that strong against the LGBT agenda. He was stronger about abortion than the LGBT, WXYZ agenda. He was never really opposed. I don't think he ever really came out against queer marriage. But I like his proposed amendment to the Constitution about term limits. Ron DeSantis would be stronger in that. Does he have the charisma to pull it off? I don't know. I really don't know. But understand that if you look at Leviticus chapter 18, chapter 18, 
The people, a court didn't impose this. The people chose these things for themselves. <clears throat> kind of like no-fault divorce. People were sleeping with each other's wives. Right? There was incest. That's next on the LGBT. That's what the I is for, incest, as far as I'm concerned. That's what they'll make it. There'll be another I in there. You don't... T Abortion, verse 1821. Offering up your children as a sacrifice. Verse 22. Shall not lie with mankind as womankind. It is an abomination. All these sins. Oh, and to wrap it up, God said you shouldn't be actually sleeping and having sex with your cows and your horses. That's right. That's what it says. And he says the land is defiled. Therefore, I, I being God, will visit the iniquity upon them. And the land itself shall puke out its inhabitants, shall vomit out its inhabitants. We have chosen suicide as a nation, now reflected by the people choosing abortion, the people choosing queer sex, people choosing sodomy and queer marriage and queer adoption and tranny this and tranny that. The people have chosen it, no longer imposed. The land is defiled. Therefore, will God visit the iniquity upon us? Well, if he doesn't, he has to apologize to Israel. People say, well, it's the New Testament. Hey, if we've got the Holy Spirit, we should know better than the Hebrews who did not have the Holy Spirit that this stuff is wrong. You see, the New Testament holds us more accountable than the Hebrews of old, not less. We say, well, how's the, how's the land going to vomit us out? Because we don't, we wouldn't have, we we wouldn't, we wouldn't get expelled from this country and have to go someplace else. Like the Hebrews could get expelled from Canaan, get booted out. They could get vomited out. Here's how the vomiting process works these days: we get vomited out by the people the Lord allows to come in and take over. That's right. Every judgment by God for Israel for their sins came from another nation. And interestingly, whether it's Muslims crossing the border, whether it's Hispanics, whether whatever it is coming out of Central America, yeah, there's some bad dudes, as President Trump would say, coming across. Probably a bunch of them, though, that are more certainly more moral than the Democrats, now increasingly more moral than a bunch of Republicans who are the sum total of the representation of the people of the United States. We are electing them, and we are supporting those bills. How could we survive? How do we survive? Well, if the Supreme Court doesn't have a chance to overturn these things and turn it around... The only other choice is secession. We don't get vomited out. We just leave. We say adios. And we welcome good people from all borders. 
to build a new and real and original United States of America. God bless you all. Sit tall in the saddle, America. Remember, you ride for the brand, branded Jesus Christ. We will talk to you later. 